0: Inside Sources, Inside Sources, Inside Sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right. Welcome back to Inside Sources. You're here with Kate Klunt and Scott Simpson. And we are not just talking about the Supreme Court's ruling on abortion. They also handed down a major ruling on guns. And we're going to discuss why it matters in Utah and what comes next. And here with us, we have Jim Berling. He's the VP of Legal Affairs with the Pacific Legal Foundation. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, it's nice to be with you. Jim, can you just kind of catch us up? Uh, Obviously, the news cycle changes rapidly, but back to yesterday, can you give us a sense of what the court decided specifically in this New York case? Sure. So New York had a concealed carry law that require people to get a permit before they could have a carry a gun in New York. And more than that, they had a rule that you had to give a special reason why you needed a gun. It wasn't just any law abiding citizen who felt that they had a need for a gun because of the neighborhood they lived in or whatever could get one. You had to demonstrate a special need that is something above and beyond what ordinary citizens would require. And as it turned out, as a practical matter, that became virtually impossible for people to get a carry permit in New York, uh, in any part of New York, not just the city. And so the lawsuit was brought saying, look, if we have a Second Amendment that protects the right to own and bear arms, the bear part of it has to mean something. And that means we should be able to carry a gun in places other than just inside our homes. And the Supreme Court agreed with that in a six to three decision a very powerful decision, looking at the history and tradition of the right of gun ownership and what the Second Amendment meant uh, meant historically when it was adopted, first when the Constitution was adopted, and then when it was made applicable to the states after the Civil War and the 14th Amendment, and said, looking at that history, uh, this is a clear fundamental right to bear arms. It's an individual right, not tied to a militia. And New York is out of line and not giving people these permits unless they can show some kind of extraordinary circumstance why they need a permit above anybody else. Jim, we have open carry here in Utah. Why does this matter for us? How will it impact us here? So it's not going to have an immediate impact on you because, yes, you do have an open carry law. And the Supreme Court said, especially in footnote nine of the opinion yesterday, that those states would have Uh, generous open carry laws uh, can continue to have those. So if you can require to get a permit or a gun safety training, the court seemed to think that that would be acceptable. That wasn't the issue before the court, but it would be acceptable. Now, I also know that Utah has a preemption statute that localities can't have more restrictive gun laws. But looking toward the future, you never know what might happen, what a future legislature might do. And so If a future legislature or a county were to decide to enforce your open carry law requiring the permit with undue restrictions, it might not be able to do that. In that same footnote in yesterday's opinion by the Supreme Court striking down New York's law, it said that if you're going to have a scheme that's used for abusive ends, uh, they may look at something like a very lengthy wait time or exorbitant fees that deny citizens the right to public carry. They may be found unconstitutional. So right now, nothing immediately changes in Utah, but this is a, a protection for the future to people to know that their Second Amendment rights are not going to be taken away by a future legislature if they uh, were to think that were a good idea. Jim, Congress just passed some major gun control legislation that's heading to President Biden's desk. It's certain, almost certain that he'll sign it. Does this ruling change anything relative to that bill? No, it really doesn't, because the gun control measure that's going before Congress, I know there's a lot of hoopla about it, but it really doesn't have any serious negative impacts on people's Second Amendment rights. There's a lot in there for more mental health care, for uh, looking at young people's uh, health and and backgrounds and safety checks and that kind of thing. Uh, But it really doesn't have any substantive uh, prohibitions, on gun ownership or if anything like that. So, um, it, it's yes, people on the gun lobby side might be upset that there's any kind of regulation. They might see it more as a nose in the camel's tent than anything else. But really, there's nothing that uh, is in the law that I think is implicated by the decision yesterday. Jim, in, in about the 30 seconds that we have left, you made a very confident uh, uh, statement that this was the, re- the court made the right decision. Why did you say that? Well, I said that on the basis that the second amendment does seem to be a uh, important constitutional right and it is a important constitutional individual right and I think whenever the court looks seriously at a constitutional right especially something in the bill of rights and is very strongly down it uh, very strongly goes in favor of reading the right in a way that is uh, in a way that is very liberal, if you will, liberal in the terms of generous to enforcing that right, then I think that's a good thing. I think our constitutional liberties are extraordinarily important, and the court recognizes that. Well, Jim, thank you so much for joining us. As a reminder, Jim is the VP of Legal Affairs with the Pacific Legal Foundation, and we appreciate his time today. You're very welcome. Coming up, we're going to talk about what it was like behind closed doors as a Supreme Court before the Dobbs decision. Stay with us.